Uh, welcome, everyone, to another crazy edition of um, She Did It Her Way. What a crazy Monday it's been already, but I'm excited today that we have Nicole Regan, who is the founder of Cedar and Rush, and she is a business owner herself that focuses on social media-driven projects around consulting, management, events, and community outreach. So further ado, Nicole, welcome to our show today. Hi, everyone. (laughs) I cannot wait to be here. Well, we are excited that you are giving up your time and energy. I know I always say time and energy, but I think that's important. Like people, like time is energy and we are energy. But nonetheless, what are you, what are you excited about today? Uh, well, I had two great meetings today, and I'm looking forward to what's in the future. Changes every day over here. Oh, my gosh, yes. We were just talking about how we can't believe it's already – 2015, let alone March, but it's just, it's crazy how fast it goes. So I think we're just going to dive right in. And the reason why I asked Nicole to join us today is because she was in corporate America for seven years and she left and she really leveraged her blog and what she loved to do in her passion project to attract clients and go out on her own. So I'm going to have her share her journey and then we'll dive in to her story as we go along, so there's things that you guys can take away and leverage for yourself. So, Nicole, tell us your journey of corporate America into blogging and into your own clients. Take it away. All right. Well, after school, I basically looked for a job that was right in my major, which was finance, business finance. Found a job, was just excited to have one at that point in time, and I was absolutely miserable. There's no way to cookie cutter it, or excuse me, no other way to put it. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm a little nervous. That's okay. That's what uh, so, makes it. I told. That's what makes it real. <laughs> well, you got it. Yes. Uh, so I got in a position for an insurance brokerage company, long story short, climbed the ladder for seven years. I'm a very hard worker, but was absolutely miserable to the point I think my soul hurt and would almost cry almost every day. It's very dramatic, but knowing that I'm a creative person now, it was just heartbreaking. And even though I was such a happy person, I feel like, there's different depart- compartments of your life. I was very depressed in my career department. And mm-hmm. I definitely tried to get out. I can't even tell you how many times. But the well, what did you, was, I'm, See, I'm diving in. I'm interrupting you. I'm sorry. But oh, I'm go ahead. What, like when you say you tried to get out, actually keep going with your story, and then I'll loop, I'll loop us back. Oh, Sure. So I think what's so difficult is you try to switch industries or careers. Well, you don't have experience. Well, how do you get experience? How do you get out? And then I'm a single girl living in Chicago. Let's let's be real. Rent is not cheap. Cocktails mm-hmm. are 15 bucks a piece. I was going out a lot then. So to have a decent income, I couldn't just immediately jump 
jump ship and do an internship. And even with an internship, people were wanting wanting people right out of school, not someone with five years of experience. So I just felt stuck. I could not get out. I was in this spiral, and I felt like I literally was never going to get out, and I was going to be stuck in insurance forever. So with that being (laughs) said, I like to call my little blog The Pearl in the Oyster. I needed a creative outlet. It's the typical story you hear about bloggers. They were miserable, needed a creative outlet. So I started my blog, and it was actually originally called Great Dates in the City, which I think is a hysterical name. <laughs> but <laughs> Okay, that was a little, I'm just curious, was it about, well, what was Great Dates in the City? Because my mind just went in a million different directions. Sure. I feel like there's so much to talk about. But in the midst of me hating my career, my mom actually, um, I promise this is all going to tie together. My mom got breast cancer. She asked me to blog about updates of what was going on. Because uh, so many people reach out, you just need a one spot so she doesn't have to call 50 people and let her know about her doctor's appointment. So I started writing, and I made every blog post about my mom's cancer experience funny, and people just really responded to it and loved it, and I got this little bug of, wow, I want to I wanna write, and then at that point in time, I had just started dating my husband, and we were doing all these fun things in Chicago, trying to find new places, so between those two things, I was like, oh, I'm going to start a blog and write about dates and fun things to do in Chicago. Okay. I totally thought it, okay, I love it. Keep going. (laughs) So I'm still working in insurance, still blogging. I didn't tell anyone about my blog for the first year. This was probably five or six years ago. Blogging was really weird, and nobody knew what it was, so I didn't tell anyone. Um, But then over time, I just really loved it. And I started getting a little bit of following and some traffic and reading other blogs. And you just kind of get sucked in and excited about it. So long, skipping ahead, I'm still in insurance. I get engaged to my husband. Yay. Yay, Team (laughs) Regan. Uh, And then after we got married... I was like, I really want to do this whole blogging thing seriously and kind of did a whole rebrand. Great Dates in the City was pretty limiting to just date. (laughs) So I started the new blog, Cedar and Rush, which was about two years ago. And that Cedar and Rush are the cross streets of like my little Carrie Bradshaw apartment when I was single and fell in love. And that's where my husband and I first lived. That is so funny. I love the reference to Mary Bradshaw. Okay, keep going. (laughs) So that's really how the whole blogging thing began. And just through networking a ton, I met a lot of people, people in PR, people, other companies, other business owners, and that's when I really started getting the experience of collaborating with other companies 
in getting my name out there, aka becoming social media and networking savvy. So when Is that Yeah. I'm sorry, keep what'd you say? No, keep no, uh did you have a question? Yeah, when you went on so you left like okay, what was it like after being with a company for seven years? Because I know when I left my first company it was only a year and it was hard. So after seven years, like what was the goodbye what was what were the emotional things that you experienced when you said goodbye? Sure. So I worked in the insurance industry for seven years. I worked for one company for five and then another company for two. So when I left my last job, I had been there just a little under two years. Okay. What When you said, though, like leading up to you leaving corporate America and going out to make your blog become a business and turn it into something that you could actually operate and have it, it could grow its own leg. Like what were the things, like what did you experience leading up to that? Like did you have doubt? Were you confident? Would you second guess yourself? Were you like, yeah, let's do this? Like what was going through your mind? <laughs> going through my mind, I was like, I cannot wait to get the ass out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to take any opportunity I could get. I also want to point out, I just got married, so there's definitely that safety net there. And I I sometimes wonder if I would have made the leap. I think I would have, but maybe not at this point if I didn't have my husband's support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can definitely... I wish, I wish I could say, oh my gosh, I did it all on my own, and was a one-woman show, but that's the reality of it. doesn't mean it can't be done, but that was my my uh, situation. Yeah, but I definitely wouldn't discount, I wouldn't discount the fact that you, you left and, I mean, you had the support, and it's always an amazing opportunity and blessing to have that support. So I think that it, it's still hard and difficult just to even leave corporate America and go out on your own because there are a lot of, unknown when you're out on your own that can be emotionally harder than having things secured and knowing what every day looks like. So it's still a huge accomplishment. Well, thank you. Most definitely. Yeah, keep going. So through my blogging, I started getting some great recognition with larger brands, and I had a couple companies start reaching out to me saying, hey, we'd love for you to help me with my social media. Uh, can we do projects together? And it was, it was kind of like you're blogging for a while and you don't see anything happening, and then all of a sudden it just kind of starts rolling in, which is amazing to have these great projects, but it's not a consistent income either, if that makes sense. So my first even though I I had worked with companies while I was still working my full-time job, I was so fortunate and had an opportunity with a hotel to work with them for three months. And it was paid very well. I felt it was a great, a great way to segue 
into this whole social media discovery. They had reached out to me and needed someone, and I was excited about it. And that was a seven-month conversation before I got it. Wait, what? Yes, we had... So these... Yes. So we had an initial conversation, and by the time we had that initial conversation to the time we actually signed a contract together, that took seven months. That's a long time. Was there a reason why it took seven months, or is, this, is that just how the business, that type of world works? Sure. No, I think everyone's different. Social media is kind of a wild, wild west. I hadn't had a full-time contracting position before and just getting budget and every all the things they have to do on their end. Um, and it was actually for a rooftop that hadn't yet opened. They were, it was going to. So it just sometimes when you're in sales, things take a long time before you actually win the deal. Mm-hmm. But that's not what? for every client, but it just goes to show you sometimes it takes a long time. Yeah, and probably being patient as you anticipate. Like, So what were some of the things, like during those seven months, what were some of the other projects that you would work on to keep yourself busy? Yeah, so all those, all those things came through blogging, so just brands reaching out, wanting to do collaborations and me pitching different ideas. Um, I hosted an event for Bloomingdale. I also, if we back up for a second, I started a networking company with two of my girlfriends. It's called Garnish and Glam. So that was going on in the background as well. So I've always had a ton of projects going on you could say, before I actually <laughs> left the company. <laughs> My full-time job. Yes, and then with the hotel that you did social media with, what what were, like, some of the key things? Because I, for social media, to me, as an individual, I get, like, it overwhelms me, and I don't even know half the time, like, what in the world is going on. So from someone who does it all the time, <laughs> such as yourself, like, what were the things that you, I mean, you were probably doing stuff that became natural and innate to you, but to some of our listeners might find very interesting or helpful. So, like, what were some of the things that you were doing with the hotel that you feel that people listening could benefit from? Sure. So, I think just, A, setting up social media awareness and discovering what social media outlets are best for different companies. Are you a corporate business? You might want to put your focus on LinkedIn. If you're a visual product or pretty service, you're probably going to want to use social media that's very visual-driven, like Pinterest or, or Instagram. So just aligning what those social media channels are what the company is looking for. Some co- companies are looking to increase their brand or get more awareness or obviously get more sales. There's different techniques used for different goals. 
So specifically for the hotel, it was gaining awareness about a new bar that they had just opened. So doing a lot of events, bringing in influencers, creating unique situations for when people were there that they'd want to share about their experience on social media, trying to get off their soapbox was key into help getting the word out about a new place. Does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah. And what, um, is there any, like, thing with social media that, like, the do's and the don'ts when it comes to social media that you've experienced, whether it's you or your client or that you've seen people do? Yes. So I think the most important thing that I've learned working with businesses and just trial and error is having a definitive goal and making sure everyone's on the same page up front. Because if the person you're reporting to isn't sure what the brand is or what direction they're going in, then that's going to come out through your work. So it's just so important. It has nothing to do with social media, actually. (laughs) It can be applied to your relationships. It can be applied to any job. It's just setting that expectation, knowing what the other person wants, and then executing it. Well, it sounds like you've experienced that. Is that right to say? Oh, yes, absolutely. When you're first starting out, you know, you're kind of figuring out. Tell us a time when that happened for you. You don't have to say the names or anything, but, like, walk us through what happened. Well, there was nothing specific that happened with any certain person. It's just knowing what that is up front. Um, You know, you'll have to go back and say, hey, you know, where are we going now? It's just better. You're kind of backtracking versus just setting that expectation up front. I found it much easier. Things go a lot smoother and everyone's on board versus Mm. I'm trying to think of a specific example, but maybe posting something and they're like, that's off-brand or coming up with brainstorming ideas and people say, you know, that's not really the direction we're looking for. We need more of this. Setting that all up front and having that conversation before you do any work is key in becoming Mm -hmm. successful. Sure, absolutely. What, when you, now that you do social media on you're out on your own, like how does how do you attract new clients? Like is there anything you specifically in terms of outreach with new clients? Yes. So I would say my biggest thing that I'm working on right now is sales. I am awful at sales. It's something I've never had to do in my real life job. So I've had to fall on my face a few times, but now I'm getting good at it. Uh, just pitching things, I can tell that things didn't go well with a certain person and they didn't want to go with me. It's all part of falling on your face first, but getting that back uh, in the hopper, then you feel good about yourself and you have your pitch down. 
But anyways, to answer your question of getting new clients, I've, I have a large network, thankfully, with bloggers and friends and people in the city and owning Garnish and Glam. I've sent emails to all of my network saying, hey, guys, I went out on my own. Please let me know if you or anyone else you know needs social media help. Um, and that was actually very well-received. So I think keeping people knowing that you're looking for business, you immediately come to mind when something does come up for them. So that's been very helpful. I also have my blog. A lot of people have found me through my website. They read my blog, and then they know that I have a social media company. So that has been very helpful as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you, like, to go back with what you said when you pitched yourself, uh, explain to us, like, what is it that you're, you're pitching and what does that look like? Walk us through that. Sure. So I've had all kinds of people from different businesses and different backgrounds come to me with different needs. And I think maybe you, I probably lacked a little self-confidence, which probably shines through. Um, When I was going through this, I would kind of say, oh, that's great. You want to do social media? Let me put together a proposal and just give them all these crazy ideas I had, which were great ideas. But now you learn to have those conversations up front, what are you looking for? Are you looking to drive your branding awareness? What does that look like? Who are you? What kind of story do you want to tell? Are you looking more for events or do you want management or consulting? So going back to that initial thing I brought up, understanding what they want up front first, then you can customize your pitch and your proposal to their needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just taking notes because I think that's extremely helpful. And so, like, now, I'm sure, you're, like you said, your conversations are completely different than what they were when you started doing that. Yes. And it's something that I think we all know that we need to do. But when you're kind of on your own and you don't have a boss or certain processes in place, you're kind of, finagling and trying to do all this stuff at once, you kind of forget those things you've learned and you know, but it's just always good to reiterate those simple things that are effective. Yeah, and I definitely liked what you said, too, about reaching out to your own network because that's so simple, but it definitely, I think, can easily get overlooked or forgotten about that it's like we everyone has their own individual individual network and it's we think that people know exactly what we do but they really don't unless we tell them and so yeah no. I, love, I love that piece of advice and so what is what's a typical day like for Nicole oh yes oh and one last thing I wanted to comment on I was yeah. so nervous I did not want to reach out to my network of people. I, I felt like, oh, my gosh, they're going to think I'm a failure or, or I don't have anything lined up. Like, why does she need help? She's an expert. But 
really no one thought that. And it was, I was so nervous to even hit the send button. Um, but it was one of the best moves I've ever made and so helpful. I just had a, a dear blogger forward over an opportunity she'd heard about the other day, and I had a meeting with them, a great meeting with them today. So it's just people don't know whether it's you're looking for a love or a job or something else. <laughs> they don't know that you want that unless you put that out there. Yes. I love how you threw, like, love in there. That was awesome. <laughs> it's all part it's of it. I, yeah, absolutely. Well, so, yeah, tell us. Like, now you're out on your own. Your day, I'm sure, probably ebbs and flows, and it changes because of everything that, like, just the nature of the lifestyle. So what what's a typical day look like for you? Sure. So first thing I do every morning, I probably get up about anywhere from 8 to 8.30 a.m. I'm definitely not a morning person. <laughs> uh, check Instagram is always the first thing I do and my emails. And then actually every night before I go to bed, I have a planner that I love, Emily Lay. If you don't have it, you should. What is it? It's called Emily Lay or Emily Lee. She has this amazing planner. It's called the Simplified Planner. And I use it religiously. Okay. But every, every day at the end of the day, I just take a look of all the things I have outstanding, and I prioritize them for the next day of what I need to get done. So I'm not going to lie, every day is different. I have certain blog posts due because I've signed a contract with a company that wants to do a featured post, but then I also could have a meeting or I could have a proposal due to a prospect or I could be presenting to someone for social media or I could have a Garnish and Glam event so there's just like all kinds of things that are going on. I have learned it's best to try to schedule all your meetings in one day. Mm-hmm. And How, yeah, I was going to say, what made you learn that? Because it's like I'd have to I'd get interrupted in the middle of the day going to all these meetings, and it's like, well, if you're out, you might as well just save time and do all these at once. Mm-hmm. Granted, that's not always going to work with everyone's schedule, but I really tried to learn how to be more efficient because I am just a one-woman show. Work smarter, not harder. Yes, I love your series of that on Peter and Rush, which you guys can check out. <laughs> but to be honest, I am working all the time. So my husband and I are watching TV. I am on my computer at night watching The Bachelor, answering emails or doing posts. I'm constantly thinking about what I can do or pitches I could do. It's just a lot of emailing and connecting with people online and offline. Mm-hmm. What – okay, Mentioned going, you mentioned about connecting with people online, offline. Do you, A, ever get overwhelmed, and B, how do you shut off? I get overwhelmed all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, I'm, 
I'm a lunatic. I have a networking group. I started my own business and a blog. Like, I don't. I can't even keep keep it straight half the time. Um, and it's, I'll be honest, super hard for me to turn it off. I was with my mom this weekend. She's like, "You are awful. You're on your phone all the time." So it's something I've really struggled with. But my New Year's resolution was to cut back on going to events and meeting up with people for coffee. I just don't have the time to do it, even though I wish I could go to every single thing. Mm -hmm. And that has made me feel like I can breathe again and my head is above water. So that has been astronomical and helping me defocus a little. But I still have a lot of room to grow in that department. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's always hard to shut off completely or remove yourself. Or sometimes it's, like, unconsciously, and you, like, find yourself picking up the phone, and you're like, what am I even doing? Like, I don't need to be scrolling through it right now. Like, this is dumb. Like, stop. Like, just put the oh. phone down. I don't know. That's what goes through my head. <laughs> I think that's a normal feeling, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ah. But sometimes you just see things that are so pretty that you, you're like, what is this? And then you click on it, and the next thing you're like, well, that was fun. So you click on another thing, and you're like in this <laughs> hole of Instagram, and then you're like, what? So anyway, sorry, that was a tangent. Yeah, then, a, then three hours later, you're like, I haven't done anything. Yeah, you're like, what did I do? And <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. So anyway, what, where do you see yourself in – where does Nicole see herself in a year? Oh, my gosh. Well, I, you know, people have asked me that, and I realize so much changes in a year. It's just mind-boggling. But I really want to know, I want to feel confident about where I am. I am so happy to have my foot in the door in a totally different industry career-wise. But I want to know, hey, I'm for sure running my own business or I'm for sure going for a full-time job in social media with another company or whatever it may be. I just want to know where I'm putting all my energy into. Because right now I have, I'm spread pretty thin and I know I need to focus on one thing and do it well. Mm-hmm. You have an idea of what you want that one thing to be? Yeah, I. as the year has gone, you know, you think you figure out exactly what you want to do, and then it just kind of <laughs> opens up a whole other can of worms. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I think I do, but it's just kind of massaging your ideas and getting out there and getting comfortable with change. And I'm just hoping that... It's going to take – I just have that leap of faith. I feel real, really scared at sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm confident that it's overall taking me in the right direction. That's extremely exciting and inspiring to hear, especially the leap of faith, because a lot of times that's what all we have to lean on if we want to go dare greatly and go out and seize the day, I suppose, if you could say that. Oh, yeah. And – I'll be honest, Amanda, there are times, there have been a few times where I'm like, holy crap, what did I just do? 
I totally shouldn't have done this. I should have stuck in insurance. Uh, but those feelings passed, and then you feel fine again, and it's definitely the right move. But it's 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 very difficult, and I applaud anyone who does anything and even falls on their face. It it takes a lot of courage. Would you mind sharing that, like a, that experience of when you caught yourself thinking, like I the oh shit moment, the OSM or oh shoot, I'm sorry. Let me whatever. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So during the holidays, there was a portion of time where I didn't have any work. And, you know, holidays are busy. People aren't looking to hire or find new new gigs or even have the budget to do stuff. So I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to. Before, I had a lot of referrals and just word of mouth, and there was a little bit of a dry spell, and I was like, oh, my gosh, am I going to have to start knocking door to door and go into businesses? That makes me sweat a little, which is what you have to do. (laughs) But um, it's like when you work, have a full-time job, it's so nice to have someone telling you what to do, even though that's the worst part of working for a corporation. It's Mm -hmm. sometimes nice to have that person above you that's going to take the ring and know exactly what you're doing and for me it was like okay you got to step it up get creative reach out to your networks remind people and you have to do it all by yourself but yeah there's there's been some really low times mentally for me where it's hard to get out of but you do you just push through it like everything else yeah that I think that's a good illustration too, because I think if people don't know whether they have an experience that entrepreneurship or solo entrepreneurship and it's it looks glamorous and there it, it is there's a lot of perks but then there are also really dark deep times that you find yourself going what in the heck so I <laughs> thank you for sharing that and to wrap it up for us is what is something that you've either read or you're reading right now that inspires you that you took a lot away from? Oh, I love The Happiness Project. Mm. What's that about? It's, about? it's about a woman who realized that she had this great life, but she just knew she wasn't as appreciative of it as she should be, and she didn't want something bad to happen for her to realize that. So she took a full year, and every month she concentrated on a different thing. So just two examples. The first month was decluttering her home. The second month was focusing on her marriage. And it just shows you her journey. She did all this research, maybe a few years of research before actually doing the one-year project. And it was just, it's really cool. There's a lot of great takeaways. Very cool. Okay, happiness project. Got it. And then what do you... Looking back now over the past few years of being in corporate America, going out on your own, based on what you've learned, what is a piece of advice that you would give our listeners? There is going to be a point in time where your life just sucks 
and you feel like everyone else has got it figured out except for you. But just just keep pushing through it, and I promise it's at, right after those low points, that's when all the good stuff happens. Yes, that is so true. I yeah, that I love that piece of advice. And tell us, tell well, tell our listeners how can they connect or link up with you? Absolutely. So you can follow along my blog. It's Cedar C E D A R and Rush dot com, and you can find all my information and professional website right there. Perfect. Well, Nicole, thank you again for joining us on the show today. And as always, thank you guys to the listeners out there. Feel free to share it with anyone. Let us know what feedback you have. Drop us a line. Leave us a a, a note, if you will, on iTunes. And let us know how we can continually serve you guys with great information. So thank you again, Nicole, and have a wonderful Monday. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Okay, see you. Bye.